Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Runway. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We have a great show for you today. We got quite a few of short video snippets for you as well today that I think you're going to love. I think you're going to love them. And, you know, I think I'm going to kind of start one with a little kind of a joke, you know, because as it turns out, well, let me make sure that my Zapier has done its job. I, I, I went back from make.com to zapier.com to do our re, you know, retransmissions of uh, automating some of the stuff that we're doing. So what I want to make sure is that automation is working. It worked, it worked, it worked. So we, I got an extra bit of help in the way we automate when the program gets started. That kind of helps out a whole bunch. So I'm not an advertiser for Zapier or what you call it, uh, do, promoting them or whatever, but it works. So, hey, guys, if you guys if you guys need me to promote you somehow by using our platform, please feel free to drop a few dollars for Politics and Rights so that we can get this stuff out. Anyhow, folks, I trust that everybody's doing fine today. I had a great, great, great session at at KPFT 90.1. Norman Reynolds was the guest on today. And as usual, Norman had a lot to say. He was an integral part of the communication that we had today. Love have loved having him there with me. You know, that's that's our that's our PDR posse. Love to get some other. Hey, Norman is in the house. I'd love to get some other. Uh, folks coming in. I, I hope sometime in the near term I can go pick up Alistair Waters and bring her into the studio because she always has a lot to say as well. And anybody in the Houston area, I'd love to have you in the studio because I mean it's your studio. You guys are you guys support both politics and right on the internet as well as politics and right on um, at KPFT. So I'm really uh, I'm really blessed to have. So many of you doing dual support, both politics and right, internet and politics and right on air. And uh, so anybody that, that wants to come on, let's let's schedule something and get you in there so that you get get your voice on air. Because, again, this is this is what we do. This is what we do. Uh, let me go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm queuing. There's one thing that this stuff can't queue for me. I wish it could. And it can't queue Daily Coast for me, right? But folks, if you want to know the premier progressive site that all of us should be a member of, and I'm going to repeat this again, dailycoast.com, D-A-I-L-Y-K-O-S.com. Right now, Daily Coast, the, 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 the monies have gone down for Daily Coast because of... Uh, Bad competition, you know, people that are ripping things off, etc. Plus, the progressive space does not get the support that other spaces get. It's mainly the right-wing space. So, Daily Coast had had to have a few layoffs of their writers. You know, I mean, a long time ago, I was a, I was a, a stipend front-page writer at Daily Coast. And as they were cutting, uh, you know, they just couldn't, you know, they, they had to cut the guys like me first. And I thought that was fine because, again, uh, when, you know, I still write there and I still get my stuff on the front page every so often, etc. But I'm not on their paid staff. I'm a, I'm a contributing editor, but um, that's all I am with um, Daily Coast right now. Although um, when Netroots come along, they look for me, they make sure that I'm on Radio Row and all that good stuff. 
but all of you that are listening, both here and on podcasts, the largest progressive rag out there is, in fact, the Daily Coast, dailycoast.com. And I want you guys to please, please, please support uh, that network because, again, like I said, we could not... A lot of what we're going through right now, it's because we don't get the support that we should from, you know, from places that we would expect to get the support from. So as I'm speaking right now, I am about to cue us at the Daily Coast as well. And uh, let's see if it, if it takes. Well, it, it wants me to. I think I must have posted something there before. Uh, so I need to slow down a bit. So bear with me, folks. I am. I am going to be coming and I'll have all my things queued up in a few seconds. So just bear with my irrationality for now. All right. So as I said, as I was mentioning before, folks, um, we want to support progressive rags that are making a difference. And anybody, I, I know Rudnan Daily Course is not your factual site. I mean, your site. Um, I, I think I need to clarify something with Rudnan. Here's the problem with Daily Coast, as you see at Media Bias. Daily Coast has two portions. There's an editorial that's run by people, the paid staff, etc. But it's also a free for all. Meaning, if you join the day, if you if you sign up as a Daily Coast um, a member, member or whatever, if you just log into Daily Coast, you have the freedom to write whatever you want to write. And that is reason why that media bias fact check would show, well, some of the stories don't make sense. All the stories from the editors, all the stories from the paid staff, all the, the stories from the editorial staff like myself and others, we only put Accurate information out. In fact, let me give you an, an example that occurred at Daily Coast for me. I wrote the article on East Palestine. I wrote about the derailment, etc. And in my in my title of in my the headline for my um for my article, I put derailment in Palestine, Ohio. The senior editor immediately sent me an email. You need to change that and be accurate, or I'm pulling this stuff down, Egberto. It's East Palestine, Ohio, not Palestine, Ohio. So the staff is, is ex, 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 that's what I said. I didn't, re, I didn't get a chance to read your, your whole thing, though. You know, it just kind of came, came across right then. Anyhow, folks, let's go ahead. So now one vets them or their stories. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get busy. Uh, let's go ahead and get busy. Welcome aboard. Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard Bridge MCP, welcome aboard E2247, welcome aboard May Wood, welcome aboard Alistair Waters, welcome aboard Lee Grant, welcome aboard Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain, welcome aboard Norman Reynolds, who I just spent some good quality time with at the, the KPFT studios about 40 miles away from here. Uh, let's see what else we got. Eric Hayes is also in the house. And I'd like to salute everybody at the beginning before I get started. Okay, great. Let's see if there's anything anybody wants me to say. Great, whatever Zap is, LOL. Zap is a tool that allows me to do some automation. Works like a champ. Uh, what else I got here? Caught a bit of Norman Reynolds, Bridge MCP says. And Eric Hayes says, Egberto, what's your thoughts on Jackson Lee trading with Turner's as mayor so she could protect him from being prosecuted? If she doesn't win mayor, she retains her seat, right? 
I have no idea. Uh, that is up over my head right now, but I'll look into it. You know, I don't, fo- I mean, there's just so much bandwidth that I get, uh, Eric, but I'd look into that. Uh, Michael said, you better depart on Layla Cost is not my favorite. Rate, uh, rated mixed factual by media, mixed factual accuracy by media. They have numerous failed fact checks due to the unvetted content. Oh, I didn't see that part, You're, but that's exactly right. And I think what I think the Daily Coast needs to do is to for all the paid staff that actually have to give information, I think they should identify it more clearly that this is from this is official Daily Coast and the rest is something else. I think that would probably allow us to segment it better. And then you have great guys like Teacher Ken and others out there that always give solid bit of information. All right, British MCP says, so now one vets them or their stories. Uh, you, you don't have to vet the... Well, I vet all stories, whether it's from paid editors or not. Bree says, Egberto Willis meant no one vets them unless they are editors. I got you, I got you, I got you. Carl Cox says, the favorite phrase of the modern Republican Party and their supporters, both the news uh, media such as Fox News, Newsmax, and so forth, and the public is Zyke Heil. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, the first, the first video that I want to show you, it shows a level of, uh, it, it shows you what CPAC has become. Nothing more than a, a bunch of hucksters out there trying to sell you something deceptively. Because, you know, there is now a, a good telephone company that all you conservatives can go with instead of giving it to the home again, instead of giving it to those folks who are woke. And by the way, I'm a proud woke guy. Very, very proud woke guy. But anyhow, uh, the Trump Jr., he wants you to go with their telephone company because you're not going to be giving your money to woke. To which I say, check this out. Take a listen to Donald Trump Jr. Again, at what used to be one of the premier conservative gatherings in the country. So if you're going to have a phone, you can give your money to AT&T and watch it get weaponized against everything that you believe. Or you can go to Patriot Mobile. Like, it's that simple. Amazing part about the cell phone service, Patriot Mobile, that Don Jr. is hawking here is that the whole premise is to stop spending your money at woke cell phone companies like AT&T or T-Mobile or whatever a woke cell phone company is, and instead give it to a Christian conservative carrier. But here is the thing. The Christian conservative carrier doesn't have its own national infrastructure, so it just rents excess capacity from woke cell phone companies like T-Mobile and AT&T. So it's Customers are basically owning the libs by paying Patriot Mobile, which then just pays the woke cell phone companies that Patriot Mobile claims they are the alternative to. Now, remember that when you're going to Patriot Mobile so that you can give all of your money to the people who deserve it, the conservative guys, the Christian conservative guys that are honored to, you know, to take you away from giving your money to the woke cell phone companies. Guess what? They are taking a piece of your money and then they're giving the rest to whom again? Oh my God, the woke company. So folks, understand how you are being used. It turns out that CPAC was nothing more than a huckster mobile. 
they were out there selling all kind of crap from food that, uh, you know, rationing, gold, all that crazy stuff out there. Be careful. By the way, um, yes, uh, yes, 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 E2247. I know the entire staff. We were all together. We meet at least once a year. We just, uh, at Netroots and we have our daily coast meeting where we all see everybody in person. Really, really, really great bunch of people. I'm sorry for those folks who have just gotten laid off. But again, like I said, things are getting very difficult in, uh, in, in, in this space. That's why you see me every day. I try to go ahead and say, please, folks, support the daily coasts of the world, support the politics done rights of the world, support all these, these organizations. And you know what? If all of us would use, you know, a little bit of our dollars and just spread it all the way around, all of us could, could survive and have expand on our voices because we all have our spheres of influence. Anyway, um, Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson, I did another piece last night on Tucker Carlson that I want, I want to play this piece because um, uh, the, the, the Washington Post came out last night and started to talk about what Tucker Carlson or how Tucker Carlson really felt about Donald Trump. And in talking about it, you would not believe the guy that's on air is the same guy that's off air. So this is a piece that I did last night that I wanted to provide to you guys because I think there's much to learn here, more so than one would think. Check it out, then we'll take it on the other side. You want to know why Tucker Carlson is intent on sort of redeeming himself with Trump? You want to know why he's lying about January 6th and trying to redeem Donald Trump as if January 6th was not an insurrection, was not a, an attempted coup, was not a whole bunch of terrorists trying to, domestic terrorists trying to terrorize our country, overtake our country? Well, he's trying to redeem himself with Trump. Why is he doing that? Well, um, we, there are some reasons. The Washington Post made it very clear. Check this out in an article titled, Trump Spurs Existential Crisis at Fox News, Lawsuit Exhibits Shows. Here it goes. And the ensuing pressure caused tension, second guessing, and infighting within Fox on the scale of an existential crisis as one senior executive called it a cache of internal communications released Tuesday as part of a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit indicates. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. Primetime host Tucker Carlson texted to a colleague on January 4, 2021. I truly can't wait, he said. Carlson, who had shared private meetings with the president and defended him on air, added in a text, I hate him passionately. What he's good at is destroying things. He is the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. And what is Carlson and the whole Fox News cabal trying to do? They're trying to play it right. They're trying to do something. After all, they're being sued for $1.6 billion. How will they get out of it? Well, who knows? But Tucker Carlson is sure trying all different types of avenues, all different types of paths, just to see if there's something that's going to work. I don't know what they're thinking. Something that just may work. I don't think it will. Fox News, who knows? We saw, as it turns out, 
like I said, I feel, I feel for the Fox News viewer who only gets their information from Fox News. Um, but you know what? I, I was a bit disappointed because I want to, let's see if I can get it on screen. I want to show you some comments that I received after I posted a TikTok on that issue. Uh, let, let's see if I can, uh, I can go ahead and, and show, uh, let's see, I, I, want, I want to show you guys the kind of, I want to show all the comments uh, new ones first. Let's see. That's good. Uh, top comments. Let's go to new ones first. All right. Let's let's go ahead. I think I can show that without having any issues here. All right. What got me? You know, t- today I did a, a, at KPFT. There's a there's a piece that I wanted to cover uh, from an article that said that. Donald Trump could be president again, which he could, right, based on a lot of things. And then I said, then for a while I was saying, with all this stuff coming out on Fox News that shows how crooked they are and that they're actually lying to their people. Remember, I don't sit down and blame the people being lied to because if they have trust in Fox and Fox deceives them, then it's expected that, you know, that they they would somehow be brainwashed. But then when it's proven like in a deposition where you can't lie that you are actually lying to your people and you admit lying to your people and we tell them like I did in this TikTok and this TikTok I also put as a as a short on YouTube. Look at what this guy says. Laughing my a off nice fake news you left this snowflake you wish there were problems at fox the only problems is the ones that your left wing media stfu and delete this video i'm reporting misinfo i am going crazy it's in a deposition it is in a deposition and here is this right winger that comes and tells me that This gives credence to much of what Norman Reynolds have to say when he believes some of these folks are really, really unredeemable. But I digress. I still have hope that it won't be 100% of these people, but just uh, the, the, the fraction with some sort of mental illness that refused to accept reality. You know, um, th- this other guy says three elements that comprise a human being, oxygen, carbon, and hydrogen. Three elements comprise a person like you, hate, ignorance, and ugliness. They associate me with hate. I don't know anyone <laughs> who would call me hateful. All right. Where did th- this line a moron come from they're pulling out every stop don't believe your lying eyes remember how we told you that the that biden won even though it was physically and mathematically and logically impossible this is a i mean most of the comments that i got i've i mean the video has i don't know 2400 uh views and it came out with i think there's seven a whole bunch of messages a higher message quality, I mean, uh, percentage than should a video with only 2,500 or so views. But I'm sitting down there and I'm like, my God, you guys, these things are said in a deposition. And what is a deposition? 
You're speaking under oath. And it is Carlson who is saying, I didn't believe that. It's Carlson who is saying that you guys are nutcases for believing Donald Trump really won. It didn't come out of our mouth. It came out of Tucker Carlson's mouth. And I get all these. I get all of these. All of these. And most of these are negative. Most of these are negative. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, let me go back to my sane, my, my sane group of beautiful people here in our chat. Thank you very much, uh, E2247, for listing the Daily Coast writers. And Joan McCarter, love Joan McCarter, love Laura Clausen, uh, love them all. I think they're, they're, they're great. They're not only great journalists, but they're great writers, the way they put things. Jeff Singer, love him. I like the political, uh, the political guy, Eins, what? I can never always, always mess up his name, uh, Ein something. Anyway, 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 anyway. So anyhow, so thank you very much, guys, for helping promote Daily Coast. I think we should all, I, uh, Walter Einenkel, I never get his name right. Um, Mark Summer, good guy as well. Um, Meter Blades is no longer on staff, I don't think, but he still writes a lot. All right, let's see what else we got. Lee Grant says, Michael Knowles spoke against transgenderism at CPAC. Your point, my dear brother? All right, Michael says, Tucker lied about January 6th again. Tourists, LOL. He put video of them tourists kicking indoors while storming the Capitol building as if conservatives can't believe their own eyes. It, based on these messages, uh, based on these messages, some conservatives don't believe their own eyes, Michael. You and I, again, we cannot expect everybody to think the way we do. So, uh, And that's what I was talking to Norman about today. I looked at him and I said... As an engineer, I believe in ones and zeros, numbers, uh, fact-based things only. But as an activist, I've learned to be a bit more human thinking in my mind that we have all these flaws, etc. Okay? Eric Hayes says, Tucker creating a stir among the left. Maybe there is some new material for Saturday Night Live and the talk shows. Provide them something to talk about. No, there's not a lot of material with this. There is a ton of material. Tenemos mucho, mucho material aquí. Está bien. Está bien. Tenemos mucho de qué hablar para esto. We have a lot to talk about on this. All right, Eric Hayes, I'd rather get my news from high factual accurate sources. You do understand that Fox News doesn't qualify for that. Fox has more failed fact checks than any other mainstream news media network. Not surprising. Michael also said, if you only get your news from Fox, you're less informed than someone who doesn't watch any mainstream media at all. And that has been proven in several polls. E2247 says, just a few of the identified highly reliable DECO staffers are listed above for you. Thank you, brother. And by the way, we also have some good. Teacher and Ken is not on staff. He's very good. Um, and uh, I forget. You know, my mind sometimes goes with me. But he, let's say Fox doesn't inform. They inflame and hope you draw the wrong conclusions from their hardline propaganda. Breach says, Tucker Carlson's net worth, $30 million. I thought it would be more than that, given... Given the kind of support he gets from the plutocracy, Maywood says from Michael Rennan to Eric Hayes, Eric, I'd rather get my news from factual sources. All right. Michael says, 
Pity the conservatives who don't know any better. Yeah. Eric says, bad orange man. And now Tucker gives left material to discuss. Yes, they do. Breach MCP says, they go to give chatter, wish they would stop talking about orange man. Norman Reynolds says, what is behind Tucker? The Q stuff, support for the orange guy. Fleecing money from those who can scarcely afford to support them and at the same time get support from the moneyed people. It's magical because they, they do it on both ends. Britt says they don't believe it, but unfortunately those who follow them believe it. Michael Ronis Egberto, Brigading is commonplace on YouTube. Brigading via Urban Dictionary. A concentrated effort by one online group to manipulate another by mass commenting. Reddit has five rules. No brigading in rules is rule number two. That's a good point, Michael. I may have gotten brigaded last night. Thank you for pointing that out because I was like, damn, it really just took off. Michael also said, anything a conservative believes is wrong, they call wrong, no matter how much proof you show them. There's a line for reincarnation of the strongest exorcist anime. Belief is the point of which you stop thinking. That's true. I was talking about that. Don't remember who I was talking about. Faith. It may have been. I don't remember who I was talking about. All right. E2247 says right slash white. 30% of U.S. want authoritarian anything. Screw them. I agree. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, the 2020 elections are over. Talk about something else. We all know the results and reality of 2021. To know as policy and drama, most are poorer now, wouldn't you say? A lot of people are poorer. Some are richer because the richer are taking the monies from the poorer. Yep. And that's the policy instantiated that we've had now for over 40. Let's see. Reagan came in 80. We're talking about 43 years of supply-side economics. And by all means, Democrats refuse to get rid of it because, again, progressives have still not yet reached critical mass, something where we need to get to sooner than later. All right. We also have um, a bit. Okay. Time for the other video. Let me set this one up for you. Merrick Garland was in front of, I don't remember which one, which committee. And one of the committee members asked him uh, if he's going to keep himself or, or he, uh, w w what's his involvement with the Hunter Biden case or something to that effect. I could have that wrong. But he said, I am staying away from that. That's in the hands of somebody else. And in fact, I believe that somebody else is a Republican or a Trumper guy or something like that. Okay. And he said, so I'm leaving it out of hand. So it's evident that he wants nothing to do with it. He'll leave that to some other person to take care of so that they cannot accuse him of some sort of a bias. That is what Merrick Garland told the committee. When one of the Congress people went on to uh, Fox News, I think it was, look at how he interpreted what Garland said it's talking about deeper than cognitive dissonance. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Check this out. We played for you, Attorney General Merrick Garland, facing heated questions from Senate Republicans as they ramp up their investigations of the Justice Department and the FBI. Here's what he said in response to accusations he would interfere with investigations into Hunter Biden. 
I promised to leave the matter of Hunter Biden in the hands of the U.S. Attorney uh, for the District of Delaware, who was appointed uh, in the previous administration. I have pledged not to interfere uh, with that investigation, and I uh, have carried through on my pledge. In an interview with Fox Business News yesterday, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer weighed in, suggesting that Garland's testimony is proof that he is not staying out of it. See if you can follow that logic. What's your reaction to Garland's testimony? He says he's trying to stay out of it. That's his answer for uh, the accusations that he's politicized this uh, department. Well, it looks to me like he's right in the middle of it. Uh, By the fact that he continues to say he's staying out of it, that could be uh, interpreted as a code word for don't touch this, it's too hot. I mean, any American who has a fraction of the violations of the law that Hunter Biden has would have already been indicted at the very least by now. So uh, this is another example of a two-tier system of justice in America. If you're politically connected to uh, elected officials at the highest level, then you're going to get by. If if you're not, then you're probably going to be sitting and rotting in a jail cell somewhere. Claire, I really don't know how to even respond to it. First of all, just the stupidity to say, well, the fact that he didn't say that he was involved means he's involved. First of all, how do you even like that's like debating a third grader, first of all. And secondly, here's a guy talking about two tiers of, of, of the system of justice. And he sits back quietly and supports Donald Trump year after year after year after year. I mean, it, again, I, it's it's almost like, you know, why even respond to it? It's just such a joke. We, now, I must admit, the first time I saw that clip, I said, that's mind boggling. You tell the truth, they say your truth really means something opposite. What more do you want? All you can do is tell the truth, right? <coughs> anyway, when I saw that clip, I'm like, My God, these people are living in another planet, on another planet. That is what's really called cognitive dissonance on steroids. It is cognitive dissonance on steroids. It's like you're you're talking past each other. Do these people really ever think? Do they ever really think, these politicians? Folks, that is one of the reasons why we have to succeed we must succeed. We must succeed. Daniel Ledo, welcome aboard, my brother. He says, Tucker is at the forefront of the conspiracy to kill democracy. Our plan is going well. Y'all better do something soon or we will have total control. When that happens, you better have a MAGA hat or we're going to put you on the train. Do, 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 do. I missed the memo. What train is that again, Brother Ledo? Help me, help me. I missed the memo. What train are we talking about? Bridge MCP says, I would like to be right to have total control because y'all will kill each other. And we won't waste the bullet. Have at it. <laughs> if that's not a response, I don't know what is, man. All right. Daniel Ledo from Bridge, I mean from Michael Rodney. Daniel Ledo, conservatives don't believe in democracy. When they're on the losing side. And right now, nearly every belief and policy position you conservatives have is deeply disfavored by the American public. But you know what, Bridge MCP? 
or uh, no, no, who was that? That was Michael Rudnan. But you know what, Michael Rudnan, I am about to go to my article that I was supposed to do at the show today, but we had such great callers and, uh, and Norman was such a great guest today that we didn't get to it. So I think I'm going to cover it here. I know Rudnan that most Americans want the policies that progressives have to offer. That's a fact. Poll tested over and over and over again by every pollster. Now, but Trump could be president again, which was the subtitle of my third article today. And let me read this. This morning, I read an article that I perused yesterday about the possibility of Trump becoming president again. I kind of blew it off. After all, Fox News is getting exposed as a fraud. Their internal communications prove they know they are lying to their listeners. They admit it among themselves and in their deposition for their Dominion voting machines trial. One would figure that they would pay a price and their followers would run away or at least be quiet after figuring out they were deceived. They've been had. That would not be the case. I was amazed at the response I got on a recent video I made about Tucker Carlson's deceptive video. The Fox News deception did not matter. I reread Paul Goldman and Mark J. Rosell's article titled, If You're Worried About President Trump, Part 2, Fear the Electoral College. And unfortunately, it has a ton of merit. I'm going to read a, a small snippet of the article. It goes like this from the article. A simplistic 18th century math formula, not the latest complex big tech algorithm, is the greatest growing threat to our democracy. This formula got scratched out using a quill pen in 1787. Then it was used in 1789 to elect George Washington as our first president. The enduring presidential algo is found in Article 2, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution. The term electoral college doesn't appear there, but the basic math does. Each state has two senators. This equals two electoral votes, regardless of populations. It, in addition, a state gets representatives in Congress based on population. Each representative equal one additional electoral vote. The District of Columbia is allocated three electors. The Electoral College majority next year will be 270. In the two-party era, four presidential candidates finished second in the popular vote, but won a majority of the electors and thus the White House. And they were all Republicans. Republican Ruthers, Rutherford Hayes in 1876, Republican Benjamin Harrison in 1888, Republican George Washington, oh, George Washington Bush, uh, no, George, well, whatever, Bush in 2000, and Republican Donald Trump in 2016. In other words, most people said, we don't want you. Most Americans said to those guys, we don't want you. But because of the Electoral College, an anti-democratic form, they became president. And you know what? Even as the left hated it, they became president. And we allowed it. We didn't go ahead and blow the capital up. We didn't blow things up. Yet these elections failed in sufficiently highlight, or yet these elections failed to sufficiently highlight 
the Electoral College's danger on our democracy. We believe the 2020 presidential results should be a wake-up call. And then I skipped down to another part that said, the answer is clear. Eight presidential elections have taken place since America entered the post-Cold War era. In chronological order, the GOP nominee received the following popular vote percentages. And check this out. This is astounding. 37%, 40 47.7%, 40 47.9%, 50.7%. That was a war President Bush. 45.6%, 47.1%, 45.9%, and 46.8%. Something common there. Republicans can't win the popular vote ever. Their policies do not resonate. Trump's alleged political prowessness is actually in line with the average GOP candidate. Democrats won the popular vote in the latest four elections by the following margins. 9.5 million, 5 million, 2.9 million, 7.1 million. Trump losing margin increased by over 4 million in 2020. The biggest majority chunk came in Hillary Clinton's. Uh, uh, the, the, wait, wait, wait. The biggest majority chunks came in Hillary Clinton's 14 strongest jurisdictions. Those voters aren't going for Trump in 2024. This means. To win a popular vote majority, Trump needs 7 million more votes in the, remaining in the remaining closely contested states. This is highly implausible without a Democratic meltdown. Trump's strategy for winning a third straight GOP nomination is therefore rational, not crazy as his distract detractors claim. In other words, he could win. Do whatever it takes to win over GOP primary voters, then hope the Electoral College math works in his favor. If you want to maintain a modicum of democracy, it is incumbent on us all to do the work. It is incumbent on us all to support the work. When you have organizations saying, we need your support, remember, we don't support these organizations, and you know what happens? We can't get our message out. You know what happened? Daily Coast has to get rid of 20% uh, of its staff in order to maintain its writing, in order to maintain its, uh, it, it, its election campaigns, in order to maintain all these other things. You know who never falls short? The right and the rags the right supports. So folks, go visit Daily Coast. Turn on ads so you can see ads on Daily Coast and they get, get some, a few bucks out of it. And become a member, if you can, of Daily Coast as well. You know, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth keeping groups like this alive. And I'm going to tell you the same thing with Politics Done Right, both here on the internet and politics done right all over. We're, we're, we're expanding in a lot of places. There are a lot of other uh, organizations, radio stations that have, you know, contacted me. They want to carry the program. Of course, they want to carry the program for free, to which I, what am I going to answer? Of course, please do. If you make a few pennies, it would be great, but go ahead, do the program. So now we're on PRN and several other additional networks where they play our stuff. We don't make a penny, but... 
that you're the ones who support us. So you're supporting a lot of other organizations that are running the program. That's what I have to tell you guys. All right, we got another video for you. I think, Vas, uh, you're going to like this one. Check this one out. This is Elizabeth Warren protecting us. Here's the deal. I watched a lot of the uh, hearing when uh, Chair Powell, Chair, Chairman of the Fed Powell, went in front of the Senate, the Senate committee. I think it's a banking committee. And they were all fascinated with Powell. And most of them were kind of demure to, to Powell. They were even, even Tester and all of these guys. They, they, it's okay. Powell is doing the right thing. Powell is not doing the right thing at all. Powell is not doing the right thing. Let me tell you what I wrote about this uh, for, the, for the show at KPFT. Because I want people to get away from thinking that there's something special about Powell, that the interest rates that he's doing is worthwhile. Check this out. I watched several minutes of the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He was discussing monetary policy and the economy with the Senate Banking Committee while watching both Democratic and Republican Senate questioning the chair. Only Elizabeth Warren broke the undeserved praise and respect for a man that cared nothing about the middle class and poor America. She made him acknowledge the modus operandi of our economic system. It depends on having certain, a certain percentage of people unemployed and suffering to ensure a stable economic system for the wealthy. The, federal, the Fed chair is concerned about a stubborn 6% inflation rate. The strong employment market seems to concern him as well. A country with strong employment is pr a problem for the Fed and our corporation who want a heavy supply of unemployed workers from which to choose since in a supply and demand world, uh, we would accept pittances for wages. Madre mia, if you have an economic system that depends on people being unemployed, ask yourself what kind of economic system that is. All right, continuing. Representative Katie Porter, Democrat of California, recently provided an analysis that proved most of our inflation was a result of corporate greed. They raised prices because they could. That is the definition. That is the definition of inflation. One would, one would think the federal chair would advise Congress that if they did not want him to use the only draconian tool he has, raising interest rates, that they would create policies that stopped corporate attacks on those who, you know, put them into power. But he did not do that. I know people are going to say, but that's not his mission. But that is something he could have said to Congress because it does affect his mission. The purported worker shortage is a political choice. There are millions of immigrants who want to enter the United States for economic and political reasons and who are ready to work. Yet in our government, uh, use them as our government is using them as a political football that limits employment shortfall. Shame. Even though many of these guys are running across our borders for policies that we have with these countries from South America to Central America to the Caribbean. Now, 
While corporate greed is responsible for more than half of the inflation picture, they are responsible for even more. Their incompetence and poor decision-making is what we are all paying for now. They decided to offshore our manufacturing and at the same time create just-in-time inventory, which means shortages occur whenever there is a shock in the system like pandemics and natural disasters. They profit from those decisions and they profit when their incompetence fails. Think about that. Think about that. Anyway, uh, my last video, again, like I said, want you to listen to Elizabeth Warren because she was the only one with the pelotas to confront uh, that guy in a coherent manner. Check it out. We'll take it then on the other side. So the Fed has raised interest rates eight times over the last year in what has been the most extreme rate hike cycle in 40 years. The Fed's goal is to slow inflation, and your tool raising interest rates is designed to slow the economy and throw people out of work. So far, you haven't tipped the economy into recession, but you haven't brought inflation entirely under control either. And maybe the reason for that is that other things are also keeping prices high, things you can't fix with high interest rates, things like price gouging and supply chain kinks and a war in Ukraine. But you are determined to continue to raise interest rates, so I want to take a look at where you're headed. In December, the Fed released its projections on the state of the economy under your monetary policy plan. According to the Fed's own report, if you continue raising interest rates as you plan, unemployment will be 4.6% by the end of the year, more than a full point higher than it is today. Chair Powell, if you hit your projections, do you know how many people who are currently working, going about their lives, will lose their jobs? I don't, uh, I don't have that number in front of me. I will say it's, it's not, it's it's not just an intended consequence. It's well, not- but it is, and it's in your report, and that would be about 2 million people who would lose their jobs, people who are working right now, making their mortgages. So, Chair Powell, if you could speak directly to the 2 million hardworking people who have decent jobs today, who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? How would you explain your view that they need to lose their jobs? I would explain to people more broadly that that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly. All of them, not just 2 million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation. And we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting 2 million people out of work is just part of the cost and they just have to bear it. Will they will will working people be better off if if we just walk away from our jobs and and inflation remains well, five six percent? Let me ask you about what happens if you do this. Since the end of World War II, there have been twelve times in which the unemployment rate has increased by one percentage point within one year. Exactly what you're aiming to do right now. How many of those times did the U.S. economy avoid falling into a recession? 
you know, it's it's not as black and white as it, it very, Just very Just looking at the numbers, it actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and, been 12 times that we've seen a one-point increase in the, in the unemployment rate in a year. That's exactly what your Fed report has put out as the projection and the plan based on how you're going to keep raising these interest rates. How many times did the economy fail to fall into a recession after doing that out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. So then the question becomes, we've got 2 million people out of work. Can you stop it at 2 million people? Um, history suggests that the Fed has a terrible track record of containing modest increases in the unemployment rate. Once the economy starts shedding jobs, it's kind of like a runaway train. It is really hard to stop. In fact, in 11 out of the 12 times that the unemployment rate increased by a full percentage point within one year, unemployment went on to rise another full percentage point on top of that. If that's what happens this time, we'd be looking at at least three and a half million people who would lose their jobs. So, Chair Powell, if you reach your goal and two million people get laid off by the end of this year, and then, just like in 11 out of 12 times that unemployment has risen by a point in a single year, it keeps on rising, and then we've got two and a half million people out of work. We've got three million people who get laid off. We've got three and a half million people who get laid off. What's your plan? Well, right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I, I'm looking at your projections. Do you call two mi laying off two million people this year not a sharp increase in unemployment? Four and a half. Explain percent. that to the two million families who are going to be out of work. We're not again. We're not targeting any of that. We're, but I would say even four and a half percent unemployment is is well better than than most of the time for the last you know, 75 years. In other words, you don't have a plan to stop a runaway train if it occurs. You know, Chair Powell, you are gambling with people's lives. And there's a pile of data showing that price gouging and supply chain kinks and the war in Ukraine are driving up prices. You cling to the idea that there's only one solution, lay off millions of workers. We need a Fed that will fight for families. And if you're not going to lead that charge, we need someone at the Fed who will. I agree. If you're not going to lead that fight, we need somebody in the feds who will. And to tell you the truth, get rid of the fed. We need to do better than having a fed or private banks as well. Uh, the private banks that controls it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyhow, folks, I want you to, I, I, I hope most of you understood what this guy was saying. Uh, we want to control inflation. So we must lay off people. We must put a whole bunch of people in pain in order for us to have an economy that works for most. In other words, this economic system by design is saying we cannot support the way it works to keep a certain group enriched. We have to have a certain group impoverished without work. And then at the same time, you have these right-wingers talking about they don't want a social safety net. Uh, get Lift yourself up by the bootstrap. Go get a job. Here you have 
the head of the Federal Reserve, who neoliberals and Republicans agree with, telling you that in order for us to have a, a healthy economy, in order for us to have a healthy economy with stable prices, the only way that works is that if we sacrifice at least 4% of our population, let them live like dogs. And we don't even want to give them support then after. For all of you that are listening, when you hear this out of the mouth of Powell, Jerome Powell, as if, oh, well, we just need a, we don't, we won't have to go to, we may not even have to go to 4%, but, you know, remember, there used to be a whole lot that before 4% used to be good, and, but we're talking about people. We're talking about people. Anyhow, um, it's so important. Bridge MCP says, read it. This is great. Newsome to shut Walgreens out of California state business following abortion pill decision. I heard about it on, did I hear it on NPR or did I hear it on MSNBC? I don't recall. But that is a great thing. You, you mess with women, you, uh, companies, we need to start letting them pay the price of joining the ideological war. There are more of us, over 70% of women in this country, want to make sure that those pills are available. Over 70% want those pills available. Right? Thank you, Gavin Newsom. Hope you continue to do the right thing. Let's see. Daniel Ledo says, holy, Egberto and I agree to kill the FE, to kill the Fed. Let's get it done, Egberto. Help me with this, and I will testify on your behalf at your sedition tribunal. Daniel, I love you, man. <laughs> that, is, that was funny, Daniel. Well, look, we, let, let's work on things that we can agree with, and we'll agree on that, Fed, and then things will go right. The Fed has two tools, adjust inflation and add money into the economy. There's that thing called the demand deposit that they control. Uh, which talk, talks about how much money each bank has to keep as reserve. And that is what M Norman is talking about, add money, add or remove money from the economy. That is how the demand deposit works. We need a Fed, but if we have a capitalist economy, we need a Fed made up of people who looks to support families first. I agree. I agree, but I don't want, let me tell you what I, when, when it comes to a Fed, when I say we don't need the Fed, I meant this particular Fed operating the way this works. We need the national banker. And then, I, I mean, I, I, you, you saw me write a whole lot about this in my book, How to Make America Utopia. Uh, America, in a, in a chapter, I believe, called Americans Held. I think it was in a chapter called America Held Hostage. Thanks for the show. I know. Oh, it's four. Oh, my God. I know. I know you're tired, but hey, Egberto, you look good, babes. Love these shirts. I am trying to find, uh, I want to get some of my, my, my super supporters one of these shirts, and I am working on it. Linda is helping me out. I think I found an embroiderer online. And I, I, I was talking to, um, to Norman about it because he likes a shirt. I'm getting a, I'm getting a shirt. It's not going to have these two colors. I think I have to get it monochromatic, all blue. Uh, but I'm getting a shirt, and all my, my biggers are going to be getting that shirt. I'm I just going to send it to my biggers, okay? 
others I'm going to sell it to. But, you know, some of you guys have been always, 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 always there for me. Oh, you're right. Thank you very much, Carl Cox. I got to get out of here. But before I get out of here, I need to ask you guys to support the program. Please, my dear, beautiful people. Please, uh, we are running way short. I, I, I really mean that. We don't just say that. So please, 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 please uh, go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support, and please find a, any option to support our program. We are, and uh, I'll confess, we are thousands of dollars behind in hoc keeping this thing going. So whatever you can do to support this program, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support to help us keep this baby alive. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.